0: In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful, Allah, the Lord of the universe and what it houses. All praises are due to Him alone, the cherisher and sustainer of the worlds. We besiege His boundless mercies and blessings on the noblest of souls to have lived. Muhammad Rasulullah, His household, His companions, and all of us will throw his part till the day of reckoning i mean assalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh i am khadija abdul awal and i welcome you to another edition of the journeys podcast in this edition we are going to be discussing a very important issue in the life of every muslim and this issue is regarding our addressing as muslims in this section we'll be discussing what is expected of a male muslim to wear and what is expected of a female muslim that is a muslimer to wear. I would not be taking this ride alone. I will be doing that with two humble yet knowledgeable personalities who will be enlightening us about this issue. And those two great personalities are Brother Abdul Salam and Sister Khadija Abayomi. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. But Abdubasit Absalam as Sister Khorijah abayomi.
1: Wa alaikum salaamu wa rahmasullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Wa alaikum salaam wa rahmahtullahi wabarakatu. Now so let's dive into the discussion proper. I feel Dressing is very significant in the life of every Muslim because the way you are dressed as a Muslim distinguishes you from a believer and a disbeliever, correct? And the way you are dress distinguishes you in every ramification. So, this question will be directed to Stakodija Abayomi As a Muslim, how should you dress? How is it expected of a Muslim to dress? a muslima is a female muslim yes so how is he expected of a female muslim to dress
2: well a muslima must basically dress modestly because this is according to the induction of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he has said in surah al-nur and also surah al-ahzab that a woman must cover every part of her from the bosoms to the legs, to the arms, and even her feet. Although some school of thought say the feet can be opened, while others say the, the feet should be closed. But the hands and the face are the only places that are expected to be exposed, or are allowed to be exposed. To be exposed. Some people go for to use the niqab, which covers the face, but that is not obligatory. That is voluntary. It is a sunnah. But a Muslim woman should dress modestly. She must not wear a tight-fitting cloth that exposes her shape. She must not wear a transparent cloth that exposes what is beneath what she is wearing. Neither should she wear a cloth that is revealing enough such that it will make her uncomfortable maybe something short. It will make her not so free or uncomfortable to do what she wants to do. So a Muslim man
0: should dress modestly and decently. Modesty is the basic word in that response given by Starkodija Bayomi and it was a very nice response indeed. Over to Brother Abdubasit Abdul What is described as a mode of dressing or like what is the mode of dressing for males in Islam?
1: now the mode for dressing for a male in islam have some principles and these principles are just the basic principles because dressing is not part of um, ibadah so if it is not part of ibadah anything goes for it except if it contradicts the principles that I'm about to say the first one is that Allah, it should not be made of silk for a male, it should not be of, made of silk or gold. Um, the Prophet prohibits a male wearing clothes that um, is made of silk or gold, so that is the first principle. Any clue that um, is of that um, nature is prohibited. and that person that a muslim should not put on that clothes the second one is that lemon liman allah the second one is that it should cover what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that your clothing should cover so the clothings that we a male should wear um, the clothes a male should wear must cover some parts that um, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said it should cover and those are the parts that we know as the awrah the hour of the male, that is um, what Allah SWTala wants a male to cover. So, your clothes should cover that as a male Muslim. The third one is that Allah, Yakuna, Ada, call That clothes should not be uh, a prescribed clothes for a group of people that are um, of another religion. For example, you put on um, hats or cap like the Yehudi, like the Jews, um, they have their own ways of putting on their caps. Putting on such is not allowed or putting on what you know that is restricted or what you know that is known as is, um, a clothing for a particular um, religion, so that one is not um, permissible in Islam. For example, um, you are tired that just, okay, you want to put on only white clothes without um without sleepers things like that so that one is not permissible the next one is that yakuna tashbiha that it should not um copy the clothes of a female so, a clothes a male should wear should never be um, the type of uh, female. Just now, you have a sister, like maybe your sister is buying new clothes that are expensive, and you feel like you want to just be crazy someday and just go and put on your sister's clothes. It's not permissible in Islam. The next one is that it should not be extravagant in the clothes you wear. You should not be extravagant. We need to get this one very well. You are not. You should not be extravagant. Means that you should not spend too much on the clothes you are wearing not that you have a yes, low um, income and, and you're not spending so much on that clothes we need to beautify ourselves you need to dress beautifully because in allah, allah is beautiful and he loves beauty so we need to um beautify our um our clothing so that one is but it should not be too as uh, extreme in us es- should not be too extravagant Allahou allah
0: Interesting. That was a very intense response from Brother Abdul Basit Abdul Salam. So we established the fact that our dressing is not part of ibadah. However, we must follow certain principles. Yes, we must follow certain principles. So to start with, me a Muslim should dress modestly. So in dressing modestly, there comes one significant, significant clothing which is our hijab. What is our hijab? What can be said to be the hijab? Can you tell us about this? The word hijab
2: literally means to cover, to conceal, or to screen. And although it wasn't contextually used in the Quran as something a Muslim woman must use, rather it was used as something that serves as a partition or a blockade between two rooms, but it means something that is worn by a Muslim woman that covers the hair, the neck, and the body, the bosom inclusive. And this is because Allah said in Surah Al-Ahzab, verse 59, Ya ayyuhan nabiju, ma'ad billahi min shaitanir rajim Ya ayyuhan nabiju, qulli azwaadika wa banatika wa nisa'il mu'minin, all oh, you prophets tell your wives, your daughters and the believing women that they should let down their overgarment such that it covers them. This overgarment refers to something that is aside their clothes that will help conceal their th- things that are considered as, as, as the arrow of a Muslim woman. This is where the hijab comes in. Although Allah also said in, in Surah Al-Nur that wa min That's Quran 24 verse 31 That they should tell the believing women to lower their gazes And that they should guard their kullil-mu'minati uh, That they should guard, also guard their chastity you understand, so in this case, Allah didn't mention the word hijab, but hijab fulfills the conditions of Allah's injunctions, and which is why it is encouraged as Muslims, as Muslimas rather, to wear it
0: because it fulfills that need. That was an awesome response from Star Kodidja Abayomi. I pray Allah subhanahu wa taala continues to increase your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Amin. Over to Brother Abdul Basit Abdul Salam, the issue of the trousers being above the ankle for the males now—is there a Quranic verse or an hadith proving this to us, or regarding this issue?
1: Now, in addition to the aforementioned um, principles guiding the male child dress, a male Muslim dressing, some scholars added to that that you need to ensure your trousers or your lower um, your lower garments will not go beneath your ankle as a male muslim however some other scholars said um added an exception to that and ruled it out against the principles what is important here is that the prophet was reported to have said in an hadith that whatsoever goes beneath your ankle in um isar, in clothing, so whatever goes beneath your ankle as a clothing, maybe a trouser or whatever clothes you put on is in hell. So that hadith is what um, has caused difference of opinion among scholars. Some other the hadith does not end like that. In many narrations, the prophet added that if it goes beneath your ankle and you are doing that arrogantly or as a result of arrogance that that is when it is in hell Some um regarding this scholars have um are of two different opinions some are like our opinion that if it goes beneath your ankle whether it is for arrogance or not it is not permissible and while others say if it goes beneath your ankle if it's it, if it is um for arrogance, that is when it is not permissible. But if it goes beneath your ankle just ordinarily, then maybe you are not doing arrogance, then it is not, there is no issue with it. And regarding that, be- because when the hadith was narrated, Abu Bakr and was with the Prophet sallam, and he told the Prophet sallam, that, oh Prophet, look at me. My <laughs> my Izar, my clothing is going beneath my uncle. The Prophet sallam, told Abu Bakr that you are not among those people who will do that because of arrogance so that is a, a point to note that when you do it for arrogance sake it becomes impermissible but how about if you do it you are just maybe you just wear it um, the clothes normally without um, any um, arrogance at art then you have no issue according to and that is what a majority of the scholars stand upon majority of scholars from the old from time of old to contemporary scholars now that when you are doing your when you put on your trousers and it goes beneath your ankle and you did not do that for show or for arrogance then you are free um from the prohibition however if you do it from for the sake of arrogance then it is it becomes impermissible it becomes haram so what we need to know here is that a male muslim can have his daughter go beneath his ankle if he is not doing it for arrogance and if he's doing it for arrogance, it need not to do that He need to um you need to just do away with arrogance um ibn jawzi or said in one of his saying that many uh, people you see that they have their own trousers it will not even go beneath their ankle it will be up their ankle they will be doing they would feel like they are doing the normal um sunnah. however the arrogance in their hearts is more than that of how what we need to know is that arrogance is what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala according to what many scholars have pointed out Arrogance is what Allah is um pointing out to the Prophet. So whenever there is arrogance in anything we do, Allah would always reject it. In, in regardless, um regardless of um, being it um our clothing or any other thing we are doing. So arrogance is what Islam found um at. So your thoughts are going beneath your ankle or not, it should not be any arrogance should not be in your um doings. Um Allah.
0: Alhamdulillah for that intense response from Buddha Abdu'l-Basid Abdus-Salam. And I'm sure we all got our responses to that question. Okay, moving over to the next question, which goes to Stakodija Bayomi. What importance does the hijab hold? What importance? Why should Muslims be proud of bearing and adorning the hijab? of course a muslima
2: must be proud of wearing the hijab for so many reasons the first being the fact that she is fulfilling a religious obligation as well as a moral condition given to her by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. as it has been stated in the quran a muslima wearing the hijab should be happy that yes her lord is pleased with her because she is obeying his command also a muslima should be proud of the fact that hijab has the form Of exalting a Muslim, a Muslima who distinguishes herself by donning the piece of cloth ordained by her creator in a society where indecency and immorality are speaking the order of the day, a Muslim woman in hijab is accorded some form of respect, given that she is modestly covered. Also, a Muslima is proud of the fact that she did this innate desire by the woman folks to show off their beauty is not something she she subscribes to it she's not one of those who display their beauty anyhow who display their hair their neck their their body cover their body parts that allows them to cover she's not one of those and that is a form of pride to have also the hijab liberates women in the sense that it gives them this sense of purpose this sense of belief and this sense of um belonging to a true faith of islamic monotheism and makes them understand that the hijab they are wearing is not something that can be seen on just anybody but rather it can be seen on the special bridge of women who are muslim women and who follow the injunction of allah
0: subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm, interesting response so from that it is clear that as Muslims, we should be happy we should be proud to have done and wear the hijab gracefully and we should be so satisfied with ourselves because there are lots, lot like i mean a whole lot of importance attached to wearing the hijab mashallah over to brah Abdul Salam. in your response to an earlier question which you spoke about um guys or males will try to copy females in their dressing and this is not allowed islamically so that brings us to the question that goes thus. for male will try to infuse the female dressing into the yes you've already established that this is wrong but is there a concrete um i would like to you, is there a concrete backing up for this in either the quran or the sunnah of the prophet
1: Now, um, regarding this, there's an hadith where it was narrated that Laana The first salam caused those who copy female from the male. Who copy female from the male, while the nisa rijal and the female who copy male too. hadith that was reported to have. Cost them. Also there's an hadith where that first was about to have cost um a rojule, yell be s lib lips at a lips at a limo ah, a man who put on a clothes of a female A more tell be lips at a rojl and um who um on a clothing of a male. So that one is um, established.
0: Now nah. So from that response I noted that um, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has caused males who dresses like the female and also females who dresses like the males. SubhanAllah. May Allah save us from the cause of the Prophet. May Allah save us from this. Ameen. Sister Khadija Abayomi, You have enlightened us that as Muslims we should embrace our hijab. We should be proud to wear it. We should have done it gracefully and elegantly. But then coming back to our society, we find ourselves in a society where people think we are being enslaved just because we wear the hijab, just because we chose to obey our Lord's injunctions, our Lord's commandments. What can you say about this? Because I know a lot of Muslims out there faces challenges they are called all sort of names so just briefly tell us a little bit about this and i'm sure islam because islam is a religion of peace islam is a beautiful religion and i'm sure islam has not given us hijab to be enslaved in it so kindly enlighten us about this now
2: mashaAllah So I'll answer this question based on my experience yesterday in the taxi fire I ordered. While in the cab, the man looked at me and asked, Sorry, are you married? I looked at him and answered, No, I'm not. He said, Okay, because I was wondering that probably it was my husband that asked me to cover my hair. And that's why I'm doing it so diligently. I then made it understand that it is not by being forced or coerced by any man, probably my father or my brother or my husband. Rather, it is a religious obligation for my Lord the Most High, which I am doing willingly. That is the problem. The narrative of most people out there is that we are forced probably by the male folk around us to cover our hair, not knowing that it is through our free will and our desire to please our Lord that we are covering our hair. And also, most people, are ridiculed because of their hijab and they lose so self, their self-confidence con- in the process and they fail to realize that hijab does not limit you whatever you want to do do it well do it diligently do it in a way that everyone will look at you and appreciate the fact that a muslim does what he does a muslim doesn't do anything at all except he will do it the best way and also Allah says in the Quran that the slaves of Allah the most high are those who walk upon the earth with so much humility and when they are are greeted or when they are, uh, are attested with the words of the ignorant they say nothing but peace a Muslim would always face situations where she would tend to be ridiculous, or isom, they can say, boa. they can say, You eh, know, the best thing to do in such a situation, as long as she's not physically at- attacked or assaulted, the best thing to do in such a situation is to smile and walk away and take this for free from me. Once a Muslim does that in such a situation, the person who attacked her with those words will feel stupid at the end of the day and their aim is achieved it is shown that islam has taught us to become in an, a situation that can make us angry and at the same time she has upholded our dignity in this situation so,
0: awesome impressive that response was top notch and i like the fact that we got an example from your experience so you've heard it all as Muslims, we aren't enslaved we are not forced to wear the hijab the hijab rather should be a source of motivation for us to excel and put our best in whatever we find ourselves doing as long as it doesn't go within it doesn't go outside the boundaries of Islam wow very beautiful I must confess and even when we are faced with awful situations whereby people call us all sorts of names they just smile and walk away, like, say the right? Smile then walk away, because it's even proof to them that we are not what they call us. And by that, we will be even earning rewards from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I know you are like, smiling and walking away, how will I earn reward? But let me remind you, even a simple smile in Islam is charity, and to smile is Sunnah. So let's smile, walk away, and earn rewards from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I must confess islam is such a beautiful religion so recap to all what has been said the establishes that are addressing isn't an act of the badder. however it must follow certain principles for the males it must not be made of silk or gold it must cover their haura. it must not be extravagant it must not look like clothes of the jews and it must not resemble the clothes of females and for sisters our clothes our clothing, must be free not tight it must cover from our head to our feet with the exceptions of our face and hands however if a muslima wishes to cover them it is great as it is the sunnah of the rasul we have also been warned of the fact that males must not dress as females and vice versa, as a prophet has caused such people. SubhanAllah, now save us from it. And finally, as Muslims, we should be proud to adorn the hijab, and the hijab is more than a piece of cloth, as we must be modest in all manners that we display and must be modest in our being. Wow, I'm sure we all learned a lot indeed from this section. A whole lot from this section because I myself have learned a whole lot from this section. At the beginning of this podcast, I made mention that I was going to start this journey, this ride with two humble yet knowledgeable personalities and I must confess they didn't let me down because this section was awesome and educated. I see a very big jazzalkumullahu khairan, Jazzalkumullahu khairan to both Brother Abdul basit Abdus Salam and Sister Khadija abayomi I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to increase you both in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May continue to ease your affairs and make you steadfast on the path of Islam. Amen. A whole lot have been said during this course of this discussion, during this section. So I pray Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, makes whatever has been said beneficial to both the speakers and the listeners in this life and the year after. Amen. And to our dear listeners out there, to everybody behind this production, including myself, I pray Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, continue to make all of us steadfast on the path of Islam. Amin. Amen. This is where I'll be drawing the curtains for today. I leave you all in the security of Allah. I remain Khadija Abdul Awwal. And I say Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.